Killers of the Foul Moon follows once again. You want, Leonardo. You want to run that title one more time? <laughs> what did I say? You said follows me. <laughs> yeah. Sure, Island follows Leonardo. Wow. <laughs> and now you call him Leonardo. 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 Shutter Island follows. Leonardo. <laughs> I don't know. Shutter Island follows. Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> Thank you. Follows Leonardo DiCaprio. Sound. Speeding. Camera. Rolling. Scene 38. Take 303. Mark. Welcome to Take 303, powered by Four Way Media, the podcast with a guy who knows a lot about film. And his friend. I'm Nick Molinari. I'm JP Brooks. We're talking everything film and television, and today we are talking about Shutter Island and Killers of the Flower Moon. And once again, we nail one it. One take. In one take. <laughs> when there's guests. When there is a guest. <laughs> if you we, were in your feet, we would absolutely <laughs> mess that up four times. <laughs> yeah, today we have a guest here. We have uh, one of our friends from high school. Uh, he's a musician as well as a coder. He's also the strictest uh, reviewer that we know. Peter uh, never gave a five-star review of Fiorentino. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. What a middle name. That's really... That's a I have given movies five stars. It's just since I started using Letterboxd, I haven't seen a movie that was worth five stars, I don't think. What is one of your five-star movies? Uh, so we're going to... Hmm. Tell me things this year that have disappointed you. I think I gave Avatar Way of the Water like a star like a star and a half. Yeah. I know we don't do half stars here. I wouldn't have rounded that up. That would have been a one. What's uh, movies growing up? Family culture around it? What was your experience with movies growing up as a kid? Um, family not huge on movies. I liked comedies almost exclusively. Uh, a few things about sports, but mostly comedies. I don't think I saw what would you would consider a good movie until I was like 16. I, well, I mean, what I consider a good movie, what Nick considered two vastly different things. So like Super Bad, loved Super Bad. A movie that I loved, like loved, loved, loved as a kid. I had it on DVD. I had it on PSP because I needed to watch it okay. on the go. And I had a copy of the script, not like an official copy of the script, like mm-hmm. when they used to sell things on the city. You know what I'm talking about? Just yeah, on yeah, yeah, on the table. Uh, Napoleon Dynamite. I was oh, obsessed yeah. with it. Uh, so that was the type of stuff I was really into, like anything funny. Um, now I like real movies. Not that those movies are not real movies, but now I like all types well, of movies. Well, based on what we've been seeing lately, I would say those are more real movies than what's been coming out in theaters, so... I would agree with that, too. Napoleon yeah. Dynamite still holds up. Yeah. All right. All right, so uh, speaking of things that hold up and what's current and what's not, in cinematic news... Cinematic news! Alexander Payne, the guy who made Sideways. Like, I've never seen that, nor do I know anything about it, but for some reason I know... That the poster is a bottle of wine sideways, and it has all of the people in the movie, like in little squares. But yeah, I, I knew it like it was like the back of my hand. I have never seen that movie. I don't know who's in it. Paul, Paul Giamatti, Giamatti, maybe. That's his there boy. The director of that movie, he says that movies are too long nowadays, and there are not enough adult dramas coming out. Yeah, I would agree with that. It's like it's either it's super artsy and a Scorsese film, or it's um, the Paw Patrol. That is our two genres of movies, the level of intelligence. There's just nothing about everyday life. And if it is, it's like your whole family has to get slaughtered in a car accident. Things like Sideways, um, I think Manchester by the Sea would be... Uh, Manchester by the Sea is not for adults? No, no it is it for is, adults. It is. That's oh, okay. So, so he was, but he's complaining about... I, I would that... say comic book movies. Oh, okay. Like okay, Super you. Mario. Like everything's either a brand IP or some really artsy filmmaker. Like who's the guy who made the movie about the alien... That comes uh, and visits Jordan Poole. Oh, Ast- Wes Anderson. Asteroid City. Asteroid City. Wes Anderson, or it's like a Wes Anderson yeah. flick. Every time I see a, a trailer for a Wes Anderson movie, and this is Asteroid City included, I'm like, wow, I'm really gonna like this movie. I like a lot, and then I get, I've seen like three, and yeah. I'm like, ah, there's just nothing. <laughs> there's nothing going on in any of them. Did you like um, Grand Budapest? I didn't see that. I didn't that see one, the one I'm supposed I, to see. That I one, I, I I tell JP all the time. That's the one to watch. So if you're in SAG yeah. after right now, um, because the strike is still trying to, you know, right. close. Uh, if you're dressing up like Barbie or something like that, you can't. Why? Uh, they don't want you to promote still uh, their content, and um, the way that they're getting around it is just like if you're wearing a costume of like a character, just don't post it on social media. Like you can go to a party, but you can't post about it. Could I dress up as an actor who's against the ban on wearing costumes? That would be a good loophole. 
Okay. This is for people in the guild only? Yeah. Okay. I was like, damn, I was like, good fucking luck. <laughs> Can I curse? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, you're fired. Like, yeah, yeah, good luck trying to get every girl I've ever met in my life to not dress up like Barbie. For I like you said, good fucking luck. Can I curse? And then it was good luck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was no expletive afterwards. Uh, speaking of women, uh, Brie Larson. <laughs> <laughs> he tries to segue with anything he can. He latches on. <laughs> speaking of women. I'm, I'm good at transitions. What can I say? Oh, my God. Speaking of women, it wasn't a bad thing. Uh, uh, Brie, Brie Larson wants to quit playing Captain Marvel. What? No. Why would you? Everybody hates that character. Why would you? <laughs> I don't think anybody would mind yeah. if she quit playing that. What's stopping her? The millions of dollars. Like, what, like, what, just, just quit playing it then. Is she contractually obligated to do more of them? Probably. Probably. I would assume. They usually sign up for multiple films. That's usually how it works. Yeah, that's why Edward Norton didn't uh, get in on the MCU. Yeah. He didn't want to play multiple versions of the, the, the Hulk. Hulk in different movies. He's also a little pretentious, I heard. But yeah. yeah, kind of like a dick. Who'd you replace? <laughs> if not Brie Larson, who'd you go real quick? Oh, I didn't see them. Um, no, For no reason whatsoever, Sydney Sweeney. Okay. Jennifer Lawrence. I just want Jennifer Lawrence as many things I can get her in. I feel the same way about Sydney Sweeney. <laughs> I don't know who that is. I'm going to look it up. She's from, what, Euphoria? She was on Euphoria. Oh, I know who this is. She was in Euphoria. I'm not allowed to watch the show anymore because I... <laughs> <laughs> Chris and I were watching the show and I saw she came on the screen and I said, I can't watch this. <laughs> what a great thing. She pick. was simultaneously in the worst movie I think I've seen all year. I'll vote Blake Lively as her replacement, though. Oh, for Captain Marvel? Yeah. That'd be a tall Captain Marvel. That'd be interesting. Be a well-acted, though, Captain Marvel. Yeah. Is Brie Larson a good actress? Is the consensus that she is? She was. I liked her in Short Term 12, but I think her personality just, like, overshadows her acting ability. And she was good in Room. Yeah, she's just been... I think it's more off. Did you put that on me, expecting me to respond? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I don't, I, I, don't I just keep going. I just, just keep going. Just ignore it. I'm like, oh, all right. <laughs> Uh, it's that's she, where I create that hard cut in the edit <laughs> off screen person like her actual personality like most people just don't if you ever watch awkward Marvel interviews okay and you watch her interact with her co-stars they are like visibly annoyed like they're not wow. putting on a, ma- uh, a, a face or whatever and they're trying to hide it so anything and else our last bit of uh, cinematic news it's been a busy week Disney is uh, ready to develop a live action version of Frozen Tangled Princess and the Frog, and Tarzan. Why? Wait, why do they keep doing this? Just because people go to these things, like the Little Mermaid, they yeah. built it up to be this big thing, and as long as people go to them, that's what they're going to keep I'm doing. I'm asking why people did this, and I've seen all of them. <laughs> in the theater, nonetheless. Before we get into Shutter Island or Killers of the Flower Moon, we're just going to have to put a really big disclaimer here. Uh, everybody in the know- in the room knows that I'm a big Martin Scorsese fan, and if you thought I verbally sucked off Quentin Tarantino enough in the last episode, it's just going to go even more this time for Martin Scorsese. But I will say that I am uh, going to try to be objective because I didn't like every Scorsese movie. And we're going to talk about the IndieWire article also at some point uh, because they ranked all of Scorsese's movies and they did a wild list. So... <laughs> I'm just going to put this out there. I didn't like every single movie of his, and we can start with The Irishman. I wasn't a fan. So that being said, Shutter Island, directed by Martin Scorsese, starring Leonardo DiCaprio, Mark Ruffalo, Ben Kingsley, Michelle Williams, Emily Mortimer, Patricia Clarkson, and Max von Sydow. Shutter Island follows Leonardo DiCaprio's character, U.S. Marshal, Teddy Daniels, and his partner, played by Mark Ruffalo, as they begin to investigate an insane asylum after one of the patients, a woman, goes missing. As they delve deeper into the asylum, things turn weird and take a strange, interesting look at what's going on in Teddy Daniels' head. And that's what the movie's about. All right. So, uh, first off, going around the room, has everyone seen this movie before, not seen this movie? This is my first time seeing it. Second time. Tell me you've seen the movie five times. I've definitely seen it more than five times. Okay. In college, I did a scene recreation of Shutter Island. I could probably plop it in here. What scene? Uh, The scene when they first investigate the patient's room. Okay. So when they're walking around, it was a cinematography project. And so, like, I really, like, I've watched this movie. Peter Curto's in that. Peter Curto is in Shutter Island? No, the no, no, no. Oh. <laughs> I was like, Peter Curto is not in Shutter Island? What are you talking about? Like we were in high school. 
Oh, he's in there. I've, oh, I've seen that. I know exactly. Yeah. I actually know exactly yeah, what you're yeah, talking yeah. about. I've seen this. Yeah. This is your first watch. Yeah. Initial first thoughts. What are you thinking? Like two sentences. It was okay. That's it. That's really, I, gravity, I, I, gravity I immediately it. texted my like group of friends that I watch movies with and they scolded me. But well, only one of them had seen it. So he I'm like, assuming you mean Chris and Tyler. I mean, Tyler and Moff. I don't, okay. I don't think you've met Moff, but shout out Tyler Moff. and Moff. Yeah. Um, Moff immediately was like, I think you're wrong about that. Now, he, he, don't re- he doesn't really say things like that ever. He was just like, I think the general consensus is that you're wrong. Um, which is maybe, but uh, I, I was immediately like, I don't get what all the hype is about. I thought this movie was okay. Uh, I liked it the first time around. Second time around, because you know the ending, you it's a different movie, because you kind of know what's going on. I actually think it's better the second time. Was it the big plot twist at the end where you just pissed off at that? No, I actually liked the bigger part of the plot twist. It was the, it was the first part of the plot twist, which is where where he's like a patient. Like, of course he's a patient. Is that not was that not the general consensus? They watch the movie. No. Four seconds into the movie, Pete. I just I'm gonna be honest. I just think you're a smart guy, and you see through bullshit. So you, like, I think you just picked, like, I'm not surprised you picked up on Maybe, that. I just, I immediately was like, I was like, alright, I was actually, the reason I liked the bigger part where it's yeah. like his, he's really married to this lady and they killed his kids, uh, she killed their yeah. kids, the reason that I... Spoiler alert. <laughs> I, I just figured this <laughs> yeah, was going to be... Yeah, in order okay. to talk about Shutter Island, it's okay. I was glad that we found out that happened, because I was like, I, I can't be sitting through this entire movie just to find out he was a patient. The whole time because uh, I already know, like I thought it was clear. What what gave it away? So what you want to know what gave it away? And I don't know. I wanted to bring this up and ask if this was like a stylistic choice. The very first scene, Leonardo DiCaprio's on the boat. He's washing his face, and you see out the window the ocean. Maybe the worst CGI for a big budget movie I've ever seen. And then all of the CG, everything looks fake. And I thought that was on purpose because. Then when you find out what's going on, everything kind of looks a bit more real. Because the CGI is bad. Actually, yes. Yeah, so some people will tell you that. Like they leave a lot of obvious. Some clues. people defending Scorsese will tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, yeah, some people have theorized that's it, and that the fact that you don't know it at the end, like you should have figured it out. A lot of people say, but we're so invested yeah. in other things. Even Mark Ruffalo struggling with his gun and like because he's not a real cop. And everybody's reaction, like how the cops don't care, mm-hmm. like when it's time to investigate, and then like everything cor- sort of looks weird and bad. Um, I'll get into some more stuff later because I, re- I research a lot of things afterwards. But everything you're saying, like yeah, you can figure it out. So I'm actually yeah, good for you. They figured it out. Thanks. I thought it was. I don't know. I just thought that that was like the general consensus. Sam and I watched it together, mm. and we ended up on a Reddit thread. Thread. Threads. Uh, Subreddit. Yeah, we mm. we landed on a bunch of them. Because she had some wild theories about the end, um, ones that I didn't even consider. So there, there's a lot we can talk about later. But first, let's talk about what's working in this film. Who's uh, performing the best? This might be one of DiCaprio's better performance, in my opinion. After seeing Killers of the Flower Moon, uh, I definitely like him better in this than I like. <laughs> Just uh, You should definitely stick around for the end, people, uh, for the second half. So I think it's one of his better performances. I like Leonardo's crazy. Um, I don't mind his cool so much, but like plantation owner in um, Django Unchained, he needs to be a little unhinged. Mm-hmm. Um, so I enjoy that about him. Um, so watching him slowly go nuts is great. Yeah, I thought Leonardo DiCaprio was the best part of the movie. Yeah, um, the calm before the storm is always like crazy with him. Yeah. yeah, in my opinion, this is like one of those movies that I think I would have disliked had someone besides Leonardo DiCaprio been the actor. Like yeah. the main actor. That, you know, that's really a good point. Would I have liked this movie? That's a great what if. What if Leonardo DiCaprio is not Shutter Island uh, main, uh, protagonist? Because, yeah, it probably goes down a few points for me, for sure. <laughs> Matt Damon or, like, Mark Wahlberg did no. this movie? Mark Wahlberg, please. Would, well, Mark Wahlberg would be, like, the worst. I would go, I would, I would go see that movie twice. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg was doing this the whole time. Um, but I think that Leonardo DiCaprio is the best part of the movie. Um, I thought that it really solidified how much i like him as an actor because i didn't really like the movie but i really liked watching him in the movie if that makes sense absolutely do you do you mind mark ruffler or do you think he's annoying in this movie yeah i 
hated Mark <laughs> Ruffalo in this movie. Me too. I have no real issue with Mark Ruffalo, but this he's doing this like 1920s like film noir detective character, which is fine while he's playing a 1920s film noir detective, which he is mm-hmm. until the big twist. But then when they're in the top of the lighthouse, he's still doing that. I did. I thought it was ridiculous. I didn't like him in the movie. Who's who? Uh, who's your favorite? Is there anyone besides Leo? I'm assuming you like Leo the best. It's Leo, yeah. yeah. Like he's clearly a standout. This is his movie. It feels very different from another Scorsese movie because it's so much about this one character, no. and I don't think any of the supporting characters really shine in this one. Yeah, they don't matter. Yeah. I did think that she's only in one scene, but the woman in the cave. Mm. Uh, I thought she was really good. I know it's just one scene and they're just kind of like having a conversation. Yeah, I felt the same way about uh, the one that plays the wife. Michelle, uh, Michelle Williams. Williams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought she killed it for like maybe like she one sure or did. two scenes. <laughs> yeah, she, yeah, she, she, <laughs> she, she sure did. Spoiler. Because <laughs> she, she's really good. I really liked her in Manchester by the Sea. So mm-hmm. she's a good, really good actress. I can't think of a bad movie with Michelle Williams. She's in Venom, Dawson's Creek. The Fableman's Greatest Showman, Brokeback Mountain. Uh, she doesn't have sex with anyone because they're gay cowboys right, in that yeah, movie. Yeah, I've heard. Uh, Spoiler! <laughs> Spoiler! <Spoilers> only. <laughs> uh, I feel pretty. She's oh, My Week with Marilyn. She plays Marilyn Monroe. My Week with Marilyn. No, I'm also not going to make you read every movie of every, every actor <laughs> or actress. I've, I've I decided that we're not going to stop with your Wikipedia right now. <laughs> Because I don't know anybody by name. And, and you've I'm, only been doing this for him. You've and, done this for none of your guests. <laughs> well, they, I mean, I don't know. I, I just want to help Pete. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm not good. I yeah. know people only from their most obscure thing, humanly possible. How do we feel about Ben Kingsley? Who's that? That's the guy. I, thank that, God. <laughs> you asked who that was. Because I was, I was like, See I the can't bald do doctor? this again. He's the main doctor? Yeah, the bald I, guy. Yeah, well, he's the only one I like. Other besides DiCaprio and Michelle. So. Yeah, I thought he was good. Uh, it's written by the same guy that wrote Gone Baby Gone and Mystic River. I've heard of the second one. I have not seen either. I've never seen either, but I've heard Wait, of Wait, Gone the Baby Gone, one. is that the boxing movie? No, no it's Million Dollar no, Baby. Million Dollar Baby. <laughs> <laughs> and here's Even another, I here's another clip. <laughs> Gone Baby Gone was uh, with Casey Affleck, uh, Michelle Monaghan, Morgan no. Freeman. No, They're no. Finding the Missing Girl. No. Uh, and then Mystic River is the Clint Eastwood movie with uh, Kevin Bacon, Lawrence Fishburne, uh, Sean Penn. You've talked to me about that movie. Basically. We don't have to get into this, but I don't like Clint Eastwood at all. Wow. <laughs> we don't a, have to get into That's it. something not to get into. Let me yeah, tell you. Let, let's just gloss right. over that. He all is right. Clint Eastwood. Um, so, uh, weakest point or favorite scene? Nick. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think again the weakest scenes for me were at the beginning when yeah. uh I feel like there wasn't like enough to kind of hide what was going on. I mean, Pete saw right through it, but uh, uh just like to put another excuse on the table to like, you know, shroud that. What about you? I think it obviously I think the big reveal is the obvious like best scene because it is the better mm-hmm. better you part. You do love of the your story. reveals. Right, big reveals, but then I think for me I I was just starting to watch scary movies, or I didn't expect to be scared as much going to see this movie. Just thought it'd be really weird. Mm-hmm. So, him when they do the flashback to his wife and what happened, I mean, great! Like what a it's a great scene because it's such a horrifying scene. Yeah, that yeah. would be my best scene in the movie too. Just yeah. the flashback specifically. Yeah. Um, I now remember the thing I wanted to talk about, but <laughs> the flashback specifically would be, I think, the best scene. The worst scene to me... Did you ask about that? I'm not going to shit extra on the movie. No, you can do it. No, you can. Go for it, yeah. Um, The opening. Because, like, just the whole... I hated the way the sky looked in the entire movie, but in the opening, it kind of set a tone where I thought thought immediately I wasn't going to like the movie. For me, I think it was uh, the flashbacks. Not necessarily... I did love the... The reveal of what happened. Yeah. That it was like such a crazy thing to watch. And honestly, having seen it so many times, I somewhat completely forgot that that scene because I think I just like chucked it out of there. But uh, for me, I think it was one of the first ones when you hear about the fire and uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is talking to the wife about that. I think that was one of my favorite scenes. The fake wife? Yeah. 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 That was a good scene too. I like that. When we're talking about like what doesn't work in this movie, and that'll be like one of the things he's asked already, or we're going to talk about. I think you bring up a good point about the beginning, mm-hmm. and the only reason like I probably don't hate the beginning as much is because when I watch it the first time, I don't know 
that he's actually, you know, and and, and I don't want to say, admit, but uh, he's a patient there. Right. So then when I think back, oh, okay, that's why they showed me all that stuff in the beginning. They're trying to give me clues. But you're somebody who knew it already. So when you're, so that kind of all seems pointless at the beginning, the bad CGI. You're just yeah. annoyed by it now. And so, obviously, once we start investigating, it's interesting. But beyond that, I can see why. That makes sense. Yeah, the bad CGI, I'm almost, because he's Martin Scorsese, just, like, allowing it and telling myself that it was a thing done on purpose because it's... there's Because there is a clear contrast in between what looks fake, when it looks fake in the movie, and what looks real, and at what point it looks real. It is all when you don't know... The yeah. deal about Leo, and then you do know the deal. So it is a good, I, I it is a good idea. I don't like the way it was done, but I, I mm-hmm. thought it was a good idea. I right. think in terms of atmosphere, that's one of the biggest things working for me. Like the setting, the production mm. design, just how it's placed and everything. Yeah, you're definitely once you're in there, you're in there. You're like in this world of this asylum, and yeah. When Sam and I were watching it, she was hooked. Like if she had to leave the room uh to get something from the kitchen she was like pause that and then she ran circling back to like the major twist of the film as if you weren't spoiled enough there's three i think different theories of what the ending is yeah uh one of them is point blank uh on the face of what it is that uh leonardo dicaprio is a patient at the place uh option number two is that he is doing that also at the same time but at the ending with that last line from mark ruffalo uh leo basically acknowledges reality but then goes forward with the lobotomy and then three uh sam's theory leonardo dicaprio isn't crazy and that he was actually onto a conspiracy that was happening there post-world war ii there was a lot of experimentation on people uh, so what if he was actually looking into something? The government said that he was onto something and they forced a fake investigation to get him there. And then they did all of this to get him to think, think he, he was, was crazy, crazy. and okay. put him in. I assume he's just crazy from the start. Yeah, I also. So I think the thing that would make me not believe the other conspiracy, which is that he comes in and they like altered his mind and he's really onto something, is they don't show at any point them alter actually altering people's minds and giving them memories which is like he has a pretty vivid memory of what happened to his wife and kids the theory is that it started from the boat with the cigarettes they're saying that he was passed cigarettes from mark ruffalo and as soon as he got there he was drinking the water he was doing all these things right i just for me to believe that and i i would like to believe that is the case i don't think it is i would have to have seen another character have very clear like they're implanting memories specifically or they're giving people something right yeah wouldn't that be the woman in the cave does she have specific memories or something i thought that was like a hallucination that he was having because he was crazy that's what i'm saying is what could be the beauty of this film is that maybe all this was done to have multiple different versions of it like chronologically this comes out around the same time as uh about a year after inception Mm-hmm. and who's to say that this wasn't left ambiguous to have you think let's just say this theory about the conspiracy is true which i don't believe then they would have to treat him like he's a real marshal and that um mark ruffalo is a plant from mm-hmm. is a, no then then you would have to assume that he's actually a u.s government someone marshal. came looking for him yeah someone comes looking for him and two <laughs> that was a big issue i had until yeah. They had the, um, what do they call it when you bury people inside like a building? They uh, There's a scene that takes place in one oh, of these things in the cemetery. Crematorium, no. Uh, it's, it's not, I guess it's not important. Yeah. But there's like a room. Mausoleum. Mausoleum. Him and Mark Ruffalo are into it. And until that scene, the entire time, I'm just like, why doesn't he just go home? Like, he's a fucking U.S. Marshal. Like, just get the, like, <laughs> yeah. I get that the boat is here, but like, just, just tell yeah, them yeah. no. Like, you are a U.S. Marshal. Um, but then they have that scene that kind yeah. of explains why they can't do it. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. That's to me, that's, that's on the top shelf. That's a big, it's reach. a stretch. It's yeah. a big reach. It, it's a, a lot of, like, it does make sense. It can make sense, but I think I love theories like it too, but it yeah, just, it's I, way I do too, love things like yeah. that. I think once you watch it the second time, you know, it's just way too obvious that everybody's in on the joke. 
everyone's in on the yeah. scheme and that it's just yeah he's just crazy at the end i don't even that's what i think is the beauty of this movie is that people when they first watched it people were like no there's no way he's crazy he really is a marshal did anyone else think it was silly when the doctor pulls up the whiteboard and he's like here's here's it's just harry potter it's like in the second <laughs> harry potter where he's like tom marovolo riddle yeah. and he's like it's just i am lord voldemort he's like look it's the same name and i was like I, that i was like ooh. thank god that was another reason thank god they brought up the bigger twist to it because yeah. i was like this is just getting silly <laughs> i was like this guy saw this guy martin scorsese whoever wrote the movie, whoever wrote the movie because martin scorsese didn't write the movie no so I was like, whoever wrote this movie just watched Memento and then watched Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. I laughed hard when that happened too, but I don't think it was for the same reason. I, I liked the anagram. It was funny. But I liked the fact that there was a, a really, really nice whiteboard for that. <laughs> yeah. There was nothing else written on Clean. it ever. He like, just flips it over. He's like, the names are the same. <laughs> and the writing was impeccable. Yeah. He was like, yeah. he was waiting for his moment to pull that out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Never erased on once. He thinks like they're going to do this big ruse for this one patient, which by the way, I get why people doubt it. It's crazy that they would get a whole hospital to do this. They're like, let's get a new whiteboard. They also got, <laughs> they also got the crazy people yeah. to go along <laughs> with like, like, I don't know if they well, offered them shorter sentences. Well, yeah. Final thoughts and ratings? Final thoughts and ratings. I'll go first. Wow. That's yeah. really on it. Nice of you. Yeah. I, I go first on the first ones. All right. Um, so yeah, I've seen Shutter Island since it came out. I, uh, I do love this movie to death, but it is in that pile of Scorsese movies that I referenced earlier where I do not think it is a perfect movie. Um, but I do think it is entertaining enough and it brings you back, uh, to watch it again and again. So I'm going to give this a four out of five. Would you like me to go or you to go? You can go. All right. Yeah. I, I'm really glad. I think the movie's actually better the second time around. Uh, I really enjoyed it the first time and I enjoyed it again the second time. Uh, however, I don't know if it does enough the second time around, uh, to really bump it up past the number I originally had when I watched this movie. Uh, obviously adjusted for our rating system, of course. It's a good movie. Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio is carrying it. <laughs> uh, I, mean, I have to say his name again today. Um, but yeah, he's carrying this movie. It's all him. And it's based on a book. And the book's got some... It's really good storytelling. I don't know about the rest of it. So it is a 4 out of 5 for me. You read the book? No. Oh, okay. I, would, I might read the book now. It was okay. I feel I feel yeah. like, like... I don't have much else to say about it. Um... The things that I thought were silly, I thought were like overtly silly. There were a few times I was kind of taken out of the movie. I would like to give Leonardo DiCaprio a four and give the movie a two. <laughs> I gave it a two and a half on Letterbox, but I'm not gonna yeah. push the half. You always round. But you down. don't want to give it a three then. I don't want to. No, it. I don't always round down. Yeah. There, are, there are instances where I would round up. This is not one of them. <laughs> All right. All right, so after the break, we will uh, talk about Scorsese's new movie, Killers of the Flower Moon. And it'll be a four-hour cut, so... (laughs) (laughs) Could you imagine what was edited out of that movie? What a piece of shit this movie was. I can't wait to talk about it. More after the break. (laughs) As we know, it's October, and there are many holidays that talk about the beginning of our country, some of the people, and throughout all the controversy, one thing remains the same. There are white people. We've just teamed up with a wonderful card company who are making cards for everyone. Cards like, I'm sorry I'm white, it isn't my fault I'm white, and my ancestors were messed up, and that means I messed up. So whether you're white and want to apologize to somebody else, or whether you're somebody who has experienced hatred from white people, nobody has ever played the white card until now with our brand new white cards. Play it next time you say something insensitive because you don't understand someone's culture, play the white card. Next time you're trying to make a joke that's culturally insensitive play the white card making comparisons to something revolved around a plantation play the white card stop worrying about what you could say wrong and get it down into the perfect card that you can spend throw some money in there pay your reparations and pay for your card with the white card we're going out of stock now save 15 percent off when you use the word cleansing that's right use the word cleansing this coming holiday season in october i would say the name of the holiday but due to controversy i don't know what it's called anymore so sign up today and save 10 percent off and apologize for being white this episode is powered and sponsored by fort way media whether it's a special event your wedding day 
or maybe a small business looking to make an advertisement or commercial. 4-Way Media is the obvious choice. They turn everyday life into a cinematic experience. When you want to capture those special moments, look no further. Stop what you're doing. Check out fortwaymedia.com. Book an appointment today and don't miss out on another chance to get what you want in front of the big screen. Whether it is expert videography or photography, Fortway Media can match exactly what you're looking for. Fortway Media is known for helping out small businesses and everyone reach their dreams. Sign up today. And we're back. And before we hop into Killers of the Flower Moon, we have this week's What If. Keeping in with the cast of Killers of the Flower Moon, Robert De Niro was originally offered the role of Dr. Octopus in Spider-Man 2. You can't say octopus. You just please say Doc Ock. <laughs> please don't say the full octopus. Dr. Octopus. <laughs> he was offered the role of Dr. Octavius. There you go. Much better. Wow, you know what's really funny? What's really funny is I was like, no, his name is Dr. Octopus. Like, I, like that didn't even register. I completely... It's been years since I've seen that movie. Otto Octavius. Um, yeah. Otto Octavius. Um, how do we think Robert De Niro would have changed Spider-Man 2? Would have been sillier, right? Like, I feel like yeah. my general... Like, but I also like Robert De Niro so much that I like when he's silly in things, too. I think it would have been terrible for the movie and great for me personally. It would have been, yeah. been a better movie-going experience... On a worse movie. So here's my thing about Spider-Man 2. William Defoe was such a good Green Goblin. I would have actually had him be... If I couldn't get Leo for Shutter Island, I'd get William Defoe for Teddy Daniels in Shutter that Island. That would have been a great idea. Right? So so you kind of have to follow it up with a, another good actor. And I feel like, no offense to Nero. Uh, De Niro. De Niro. <laughs> I can't say names. All the does. Anti-Italian discrimination, this guy. During Italian Heritage Month, how dare you? I can't wait. Oh, man. Comic book villains is not De Niro. No way. I've seen him be funny and like, meet the parents, meet the fuckers, uh, analyze this, analyze that. But I've also seen, like, Rocky and Bullwinkle. And there's definitely, like, a, a stern difference between the two. I just... He does, like, the straight character in a funny movie well, but is, like... But there's comedic undertone to it, right? Yeah, He's, like, also, being serious, over-the-top serious, mm-hmm. which makes it funny. Also, I, I would doubt that this would happen but i feel like it would have been an italian dr octopus yeah it just yeah like i would imagine dr galamad gary galamad dr octavius let's go peter yeah no that would have been that would have been real bad uh it would have been nice uh, to have a you talking he's to like, me reference, though. He's yeah, like telling, he's like telling, uh, with all eight octopus <laughs> hands doing this. <laughs> you gotta you bring that, bring that me? closer to the screen. There's <laughs> eight of them, or ten, he has his own hands. Uh, Spider Man or technically only has four arms, Peter Fear and Kill. <laughs> Does he? Then why is he Dr. <laughs> That's a great question I've been asking for a long time. Because his arms and legs serious? count as limbs. Yeah. Uh, 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 don't like that. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, not a fan. He would be like, uh, okay. I'm glad they didn't taint De Niro's career with this piece of shit theory. Uh, so we can agree that it probably would not have been good for the no, Spider Spider Man verse. The guy they got, I don't know who he is. He it would have been good for us though. Yeah, I, well, I want to make great that content. Great. It would have been for great for us. It would have been bad for the Spider Man. But maybe it would have saved us. It, it might have been so bad that it could have saved us from all of the superhero movies we have to deal with now. That's true. That's the nice what Especially if. Especially Spider-Man. Robert De Niro saves movies. But moving on to roles that uh, Robert De Niro can play. Uh, yeah. Killers of the Flower Moon It is also directed by Martin Scorsese, starring Leonardo DiCaprio, Robert De Niro, and Lily Gladstone. Killers of the Flower Moon follows, yet again, Leonardo DiCaprio playing Ernest a man who has just come back from war and is now settling in Oklahoma in the Osage area owned by the Indians. When oil strikes and the land develops and becomes rich, people begin moving in to take advantage of this new opportunity. Leonardo DiCaprio falls in love with a Osage woman. Pressured by his uncle and juggling his marriage, he'll have to learn and figure out where his true alliances lie as he navigates the world of the new oil business. And that's what this movie's about. First initial thoughts going around the room very quickly. Uh, I will say I think this is one of his better movies, uh, at least lately. Uh, definitely better than Irishman. Um, I do not think it is top five. Uh, IndieWire might think differently. It shows you what real cinema is. Scorsese's been in the news a lot lately. 
uh, because he's been trashing Marvel. JP? Uh, he's a tryhard, and... <laughs> And that's been used for me a couple times and things, but I get it. Um, it's So here's the thing. I'll say it's a good movie. I have a lot of problems with it. I personally don't like it that much. I don't think it's as good as other stuff. I actually think I have more problem with the medium. I think it's more... It's everything, not the story. The story is fantastic. I just have issues with everything, some of the other stuff. So we'll get to it later. We'll talk about it more. It's just it's tight. Pete? I enjoyed it. Um... I thought a lot of the actors were really good in it. Uh, it was too long. Yeah. Which is... But it didn't feel as long as, like, the... Is it the same length as The Irishman? It's slightly shorter. Uh, it The Irishman felt way, way longer. I But I did enjoy it. At no point did I want to be, like, get up and check my phone. Or, like... Le- like, I had no real issues with it. Oh. I enjoyed the movie. I went to pee three times in this movie. Really? And my I, bladder just had to go. Wow. Maybe not an hour in. But, like... Uh, there was a point and i was like i'm enjoying this enough that i'm not gonna get up yeah i think my new thing is now i have to not know how long a movie is and just sit down and experience it because i think my mind changes if i know how long a movie is going to be here's a good game uh the irishman and the killers of the flower moon are only about a few minutes apart can you guys guess by how much seven three minutes three minutes that was impressive. <laughs> so, Killers of the Flower Moon is three the minutes. The Irishman is only three minutes longer. Did I just cut you off while you? Were <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But you got it right. <laughs> um, yeah, I would say The Irishman felt three days longer than I, Killers of the Flower Moon. Yeah, I definitely paused. I mean, it was Netflix, so the 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 need to do it is a lot higher. But I've definitely paused The Irishman. Like, I've only seen it once, but I definitely remember pausing it a few times and coming back to it. And that's why I prefer The Irishman, is that it wasn't in a theater. It's because I could pause it. You preferred The Irishman to this movie? Some things about The Irishman I preferred to it, yeah. Since we're on the topic of Scorsese and what is better or worse than what he's doing right now, uh, IndieWire put out an insane list this week where they ranked every single one of his movies... I'm not, I think I've only seen six. So when we do our top five, I will just leave one out. Boxcar Bertha is 27. Who's knocking at my door? 26. Let's see how long until yeah. Nick says a movie I've heard of. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So so it would be a really horrible now. drinking game for both of you. Uh, Bringing Out the Dead. Kundun. Gangs of New York. I've heard of that. New York Stories. The Departed. The Departed. You're the reading Depart- the list in, in reverse? So what numbers yeah, Departed? Yeah. The okay. Departed ranks as 21 out of 27. So just remember, everything <laughs> that I'm going to read out now is <laughs> effectively better than The Departed. Than the Departed. <laughs> no gotcha. way. No way. Hugo. Oh, yeah. I heard everybody likes that. Uh, the Aviator. Shutter Island. <laughs> now that we discussed this. <laughs> no fucking way. The Color of Money. Cape Fear, yeah. which is a remake. Uh, New York, New York. The Last Temptation of Christ. The Irishman. Casino. Silence. Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore. Mean Streets. Killers of the Flower Moon. Is number eight. Okay, let's relax. Let's <laughs> calm down. Indie Wire. Uh, Taxi Driver. This, came out, this list came out before the movie was even out. <laughs> no, it came out a week before the movie came out, but they, uh, they, 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 they seen it. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the Wolf of Wall Street ranks at number six. Okay. After Hours. Okay. The King of Comedy. No. Is that different than when I was a kid? I already know the answer. This is yes, but yeah, it's not the, the Bernie Mac. Yeah. No, oh no, not that. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 that's the Bernie Bernie yeah. Mac and yeah. Cedric the Entertainer go on tour. And they yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's not that. great. Yeah, that's a great. It's probably one. better than that movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's a guess. I would say it's better than that. Movie. I'm gonna have to agree. Having not seen that movie, I'm yeah. gonna have to agree. So then uh, number three is Raging Bull, the boxing yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, number two is Goodfellas. And number one is Age of Innocence. Okay. Oh, Goodfellas is a movie he did? Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's like, it's like, even I know. I think that's like his most famous movie. <laughs> All right. Well, now I've seen seven, so... <laughs> Can I take that list? <laughs> I gotta take a look at my list. <laughs> Anyways, Killers of the Flower Moon, uh, eight on that list. Uh, does it deserve to be number eight? Does Departed deserve to be number twenty-one? These are the questions that we gotta answer here. Um, so, JP, starting with you, uh, do you agree? With what? <laughs> <laughs> 
The Depart. There, you're telling me there's like 20 better movies than The Departed. I don't listen. People have not even seen the rest of those. Okay, so let's just start there. And two, I've never seen Raging Bull. I don't know what it's about. Okay, I know it's zero. But by default, because my list only includes seven, it's automatic. I I went out to see The Departed. Automatically better than Raging Bull. Don't care. Yeah, oh yeah, the part is better than every other movie you made. <laughs> no spoiler alert yeah. for my list, yeah. but I so if you were to ask me to name a top five Scorsese movie before you actually asked me to make a top five list, I would not have been able to do it because before I agreed to see this podcast, uh, that was five and six, the two movies that we're doing. Wow. So I had only seen four at the time. Um, the Departed is much better yeah. than uh any of I mean any of the movies that I saw that you named The Departed was better. What's their problem with The Departed? I have no idea. No, no, no. I don't want to hear what they have to say. They're stupid. I, I, don't hate, I hate lists. I, I used to really, really enjoy lists like yeah. this, and now I've grown to realize that they just make them bad so that people click on them and talk about them. Um, you know who's infamous for doing the this? The Rolling Stones. Yeah, they, they fuck. They're the worst. <laughs> with that. Yeah. Um, what's the. Uh... IGN, you ever watch an IGN video game review? Oh yeah. Oh, oh they are... do that on purpose. Yeah, too. yeah. They're all doing it. All right, moving on. Uh, yeah. Killers of the Flower Moon. What is working? What is not working? I think it is a beautiful looking film. I would agree. With Some that. of the crane shots in this, like, oh my god. I'm laughing at you. Don't yeah, I'm, I'm laughing, laughing at him because like during the movie. the movie, I saw the opening crane shot with the train. I'm like, Nick's gonna talk about this fucking. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna talk about this stupid fucking crane shot. I know he is. They and did a view of them. So I saw this movie with Nick. Yeah. And you you can feel free to cut this out if you want to. But I sat next to him, and this is to no fault of his own. But every time they said, I don't know why they were saying this. Oh, oh yeah. Every time they said Wakanda, I don't know what was it in reference to. Nick just like cackled to him. <laughs> I like I don't know if that's a direct translation from a real language, and it really happens to Wakanda? be Wakanda. Yeah. Um, oh. But yeah, <laughs> that was my main takeaway from Nick's opinion of the movie. I thought you were laughing too. I was laughing okay. also, but then I started laughing at you laughing. <laughs> yeah, it was just because like it so- it sounded like Wakanda, and I was like, "There's no way that's a real thing." And there's then... no way no- nobody brought that up. To <laughs> like, yeah. That's what sucks about you really doing a good job and staying true to, like, the yeah. realness of the situation in the world that you're in is, like, they have the same wor- word as a fiction and, and Scorsese seems like the kind of guy yeah. who will... That's and what I, it agree, is. I yeah. agree with him. That's the right choice yeah, to do, do it, in yeah. the moment. But uh, it's just unfortunate for him. So, unfortunate for me because I think I, I yeah, probably ruined yeah. that experience for everybody every time they said Wakanda. So cinematography, um, crane shots, crane shots, Wakanda. Uh, what else yeah. is working for you? And then also just to riff off of what Peter said, um, the attention to detail. I think yeah. in telling the the story, especially from the Native American side, I think it was just done very well and very uh, respectful. I I uh, really like that it feels like a real town, mm. like they all the choices they did for everything, because as as I joke about the crane shot. Just seeing the whole town and all the people, um, I was thinking, one, that costs a lot of money, and two, but it really makes you believe that we're really back in this time in 1900s. Yeah, I would agree with that. The world felt very real to me. Um, Best point of the movie, in my opinion, is, what's her name, Lily Gladstone? Oh, yeah. Phenomenal. She was so, I've never heard anyone wail and cry more times in a movie and be touched every single time she did it. I thought she was... I can't think of a lot of movies starring Leonardo DiCaprio where I thought somebody was a better actor in the movie. That's like, another by thing. Far. Yeah. Like, by, by far. By far. She was the best actor, actress in the movie. I, I think it's just what I expect from Leo. Like, That's fair. And so, did he, does he even just do his job? I don't think he's phoning it in. I think he's really trying. I just think it's just like an average performance yeah. for a regular actor, which for him, I hold him to a higher standard. That's fair. Yeah. I, I don't think he could do a bad job. And yeah. if he did a bad job, there'd be a million Reddit threads yeah. about how he purposely did a bad job because yeah. Martin Scorsese wanted him to do a bad job. De Niro told Scorsese, like, hey, you got to work with this kid. I just worked with him on this movie. And at that point, the biggest thing that he did was Titanic. And um, Scorsese was like, yeah, I guess I'll just take the kid from Titanic. <laughs> yeah, all I, right. I, Casual. I like that you're saying 
at this time, the biggest thing he did was Titanic. Is, the, is Titanic not One of like the, the biggest is. movie I mean, ever? It, is, it is, but I don't consider it like, you know, top tier. Oh, yeah, I've, n- yeah. I've never seen it. Well, I Scorsese just... and Tarantino didn't make it, so it's dog shit, right, Nick? Yeah. <laughs> I would argue at the time. That's the rule of thought. Yeah. I would argue at the time that Scorsese had never done anything as big as Titanic. There might have been better. I'm sure he made better things than Titanic. Goodfellas. Was bigger than the Titanic? For oh. me. Well, for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what we're talking about. <laughs> Thank you, Pete. The Titanic wasn't until, like, Avatar came out or something. It was, like, the highest grossing yeah. game yeah. ever. Yeah, agreed. I, um, it doesn't get bigger. I think Harry highest. Harry Potter was in there also. Yeah, fucking damn straight Because <laughs> <laughs> everything just goes back to Harry Potter. <laughs> it does. It's like the Kevin Bacon of movies. Yeah. Performances, yeah. right? Because, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm glad Jure brought up what's working. I didn't want... I wanted to say something that wasn't Lily Gladstone because it's just Lily Gladstone. Best performance. No need to talk about anybody else. She's Best in one. a bed half the movie, not doing anything. And I'm like, this is outstanding. This is so <laughs> yeah. good. Yeah. Just the whole cast. Uh, also, our surprise, Brendan Fraser. Uh, Pete, yeah. <laughs> Pete sees Brendan Fraser, looks at me just slowly, and he's like, is that Brendan Fraser? Coming off the walrus set? Like, yeah. It's, it's like, what the heck? The whale? Walrus. Uh, <laughs> is it the whale? Which you words whale. today. I heard that's a really sensitive, good movie. I'm sorry that I did that to you, Brendan. Yeah. I, like, I like that movie a lot. But that is the last thing I had seen him in also, yeah. besides crying at the Oscars or the Golden Globes. I don't know, yeah. 21. Yeah. And I was just like, because his first scene where he's just yelling, he's I, like, this I is my a- client also. <laughs> and I was like, this is, guy is not a lawyer. He's like, this is his first day in court. Um, you can't like, do yeah. that. I was like, yeah, you're just screaming. Yeah. Uh, so that threw me a little off, off kilter. Yeah. There were instances like that that kind of took me out of the movie for like five, ten seconds. Um, every time they said Wakanda. <laughs> Brendan Fraser yeah. doing that. No, I also like I also laughed at it the, fir- the first time, but I, it only Nick laughed at it equally every as hard time. every time. Yeah, you know, which, I didn't pick up that reference at all. Like Wakanda, I, I heard it as Wakanta. Well, no, because they because that's what they said. They, yeah. do, yeah. they do pronounce it differently yeah, in yeah. the movie. They, it's just so twice. Yeah. But if you say it really fast, Wakanda. Like, yeah, yeah, no, no, it's because um, Leonardo DiCaprio's character is mispronouncing it. That's what uh, it is. Okay. So the um, the people that the Native Americans that are talking, they say it correctly when they're yeah. they're speaking, and he puts the T on it. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, what isn't working in this film? Because I know uh, JP, you, you <laughs> can start us up. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I know everybody's gonna say this, but the length is really brutal in this movie. Okay. For a movie that is this long, I have to give it a lot of credit in saying it's paced well. Because yeah. like you say, you don't feel bored throughout it. But at some point, I'm like, can we just hit the screen? Can we go black? Because I really, like Scorsese, I think you could have hit, because you, because it goes so long, you don't hit me with the emotional depth. As soon as Lily Gladstone starts recovering, end the movie with her figuring out he's a piece of shit, cut to black, title card the last 45 minutes. You don't need it to be that long. That's what I'm annoyed with. I will agree. The pacing is really good, and I think that's what separates it three minutes wise from the Irishman. <laughs> I'm really laughing because yeah. you just shit on the movie, and Nick goes, "I agree, it was paced really well." <laughs> Nick didn't take any any of the criticism that you took, yeah. and just immediately was like, "I agree with the one second of positive things that you said about the uh, movie." Here's my justification for why I don't this movie. I went to pee three times. I really just had to use the bathroom that day. I broke the seal. I came back. I was never lost. I knew exactly what was going on. Clearly, they're building characters. Ah, okay, that is a problem. That to me, that's a big problem. Did clearly, you go with uh, Krista? I went by myself. Okay. So clearly, they're building characters, and I know, like, as a character study, like they really develop everybody, awesome and really well. So my biggest problem with the movie is that one, it should have, it needs to be in a different medium. To be a three and a half hour film, I would rather have seen a mini series of this. I think it would have been really nice. Three episodes, four episodes, I think would be really great. It is so historically accurate, and it's portrayed so well. Um, I just think for three and a half hours, for as much as you're going to do with it, I would rather see it. I'm down to see more of this. Like, I didn't leave thinking, yeah. I'm down to see more of the characters develop. This feels like the first season of a great television show. It did feel like it was three hours because he hates comic book movies. Like it felt like he made it three hours just because he was like, I can make the movie three and a half hours and pace it well and it'd still be good. 
see Marvel. Like, yeah. like that's what it felt like to me. But I yeah. did. Um, I've seen a lot worse three and a half hour movies. Agreed. Agreed. Maybe the best three and a half hour movie I've ever seen. I do think it comes off a little abrupt because uh, Eddie and I were talking about the the blackout that happens during the interrogation. I felt yeah. like. It just felt like that blackout could have happened earlier and then there could have been an intermission, something like that. If there was an intermission, would you feel differently about it? Yes. I'd probably like it a lot more. I don't want an intermission in movies. Like ever? I, yeah. I, I, have you ever experienced one before? I don't think so. So it would be hard to say from experience that I would yeah. want one. I just feel like that's not what I want out of a movie. I don't want a movie to, to stop. feel like a play because it's it's like to feel like a play. I don't want to be taken out of the story ever while I'm watching a movie, especially in the theater. Like at home, that's kind of uncontrollable. Yeah. But in the theater, like I don't want to be taken out of it. This is why I'm here. I don't want to like yeah. leave, come back in 15 minutes, and then the movie like is picking up. I'd rather you just make two movies. What I told Eddie, I think if they chopped off 20 minutes, if they just uh, trimmed a few scenes, just like at maybe like the tail ends, then I think it would have sped it up a little bit more, but also made it a little bit more. Uh, I, my whole thing is um, I originally heard that this movie was supposed to be from the perspective of a federal agent who goes to investigate. And Scorsese said, no, let's do it from the perspective of the Os- Osage people. From the, well, the book is written, right? I think Eddie was saying this, that the yeah. book yeah. is more about the creation of the FBI and the then, kid from Like Mike. Yeah. It's about it, the book is about his character. Yeah, he's the bully in Like okay, Mike. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. He's yeah. in Breaking Bad also, right? Yeah. And some things drag, just drag. This movie just please get to the fucking point. I'm just really annoyed because like if you because it feels like at the end we're telling two different movies. One is of the Osage people, and then the second half of the story is the takedown of of uh, this like almost criminal or mastermind manipulative. They use Lily Gladstone as the thing that holds the Osage people throughout as the constant. But I just think it's a second film come the last hour, which is why I didn't care anymore. That's the problem. I, I stopped caring because I really cared about the story of this Native American tribe who gets taken over um, and is manipulated. That's what I care about. The idea that you just marry into this family and then you're like, yeah, let's just do away with the entire family to just inherit everything. That's crazy. Yeah. And then the fact that like even they had have people like manage the indians uh sorry the native americans um uh basically their wealth management did i miss the explanation on that in the movie i was very confused by that they don't explain it's very subtle okay i had i maybe i had missed that that was a little confusing to me when the guy who gets like hammered goes into the bank and he's like it's my money and i was like it is your money like i was like (laughs) give this guy's fucking money like i didn't understand why they like I knew that that was in place. I just didn't know if they explained it and I missed it or... It's very similar, if you remember, it was a very brief scene, but there's a salesman who's begging... It's the white guy who's begging uh, these mm-hmm. Native American people. Yeah. yeah. So all of that is just to represent and show that anything surrounding their money, somehow uh, the Americans um, who are coming from the East over to the West are just infiltrating their lives. Okay. And even the... But that's like a real thing that happened. That's just, yeah, I, I I don't know anything about history, so I, yeah. a lot of times if things are historically accurate, I'm just unaware of. Something. So like, yeah, I never heard about this entire story. Has any of any? Of yeah, you heard? I know a little bit of it, and no. what well, I, I know the sense of the Native Americans when they find oil, and it's referenced in the movie, is like they say this is white man's money, and it's true. It's because mm-hmm. they, they in their culture, they, it's, it's not, not really a resource. It really understands the value of trade commodities because what are the Native Americans really using oil for in their daily lives? They're not. So someone comes over and says, hey, we really want this. Not only do we really want it, you don't really understand like what you're doing with it. Let me help you and I can give you mon- give money to people. And that's why Robert De Niro's character is like such a big deal in the town. Like He's like the uncle to everybody. He's the bridge. Like imagine somebody somewhere else, uh, some like even today, if some indigenous tribe we discover has some resource that we all want, you have a chance to get on a flight to go be the person who can first communicate with these people and be the bridge. And that's just a golden opportunity. How do you not take it? Yeah, he learns their language and, like, Mm -hmm. really, like, inserts them into their lives. I kind of respect him, too, because besides some of the manipulative stuff... Careful. (laughs) (laughs) Before you start realizing a lot of things, like, we can tell he's manipulative early, but you can... I kind of like, man, this guy is just an awesome dude. I was surprised, because, like... Yeah, that's uh, definitely the vibe he has. The trailer, it definitely paints him to automatically be the villain, no matter what. Yeah. And then as soon as you see him on screen, you know he's the villain yeah. and he's a shitty guy. 
Um, but Leonardo DiCaprio, I was surprised that his character was immediately like just in it. Like I thought he would be like reluctant and then pulled in, but he just like goes right for it. Yeah, a, a few things about Leonardo DiCaprio's character kind of like confused me. He just kept telling everyone. I don't know if he was like in denial. He kept telling telling everyone how much he loved his wife. I really I believe know. he loves his wife. though. I do too. But like, so then then the then, are, am I supposed to believe that Leonardo DiCaprio's character is an idiot? He's not the most intelligent person. Okay, uh, because yeah, he can't read. He, <laughs> he can read. He yeah, reads yeah, the yeah. Fuck, I can. Yeah, read. no, I, it's almost hitman related where. You're not supposed to fall in love with the person you're supposed to take out, and right. that's what it feels like. I would, yeah, I'd say that's fair. He's trapped in a rom-com while everyone else is trapped in a film. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what Joe hates about his acting. Did you guys think, so there's the scene where they kill the out-of-town uh, detective, the like mm-hmm. private detective that, um, not that the government sends, but that the OCH hire. people hire. Yeah. So they show that scene twice. They hit him over the head, and they show it a second time. To make it very clear to you that it's Leonardo DiCaprio hitting them over yeah. the head. Was that supposed to be like a shocking reveal? Because I have very similar opinions to <laughs> Shutter how Island. I feel about Shutter Island with that. I was like, yeah, of course he's partaking in all of this. His uncle would have his uncle would have killed him by now had he not had, had he not been willing to ride along on this. I feel dumb because I was he's I giving, was surprised during that scene. Really? Yeah, because the thing was like I knew maybe he Martin, was Martin Scorsese just can't surprise me. <laughs> yeah, yeah nothing can get past. Maybe you. you're in no, his thing, head. Things get by me. I think I think me and Martin are on one level. Yeah, we get, you we and both Marty. Get it. Yeah, um, but no, I think it was for that we all understood that he was Leonardo DiCaprio was in the talks. Mm-hmm. of all these things like he was uh you know when the hitmen got hired and like he you know told them where to be and where to go and stuff like that but we didn't think that he was like hands-on i think that's what that was yeah it's to show how hands-on he is like we know he's involved but how involved it's one thing to hire somebody to kill it's another thing to you know what i didn't like mm. even though i thought he was super wrong and this is just a general opinion that i have about things the government told him he wasn't going to get tried yeah. and then they tried him yeah. And then I was like, ah, that's a little fun. Like, like don't yeah. get me wrong. Leonardo DiCaprio's character should have gone to jail. He's yeah. a piece of shit. But, that, that but, was, but don't was, break that your promise. You're the pillar of justice. I was like, a little fucked up. You told me. <laughs> yeah. you, you promised me. Yeah. And I, then, why why should that guy not be evil? Yeah. Robert De Niro told him. He was like, they're not going to let you do this. And I was, and in my head, I was like, oh, Robert just giving him shit so he doesn't get yeah it's like they it. just started the fbi so he doesn't know what's gonna happen and yeah then... you have no idea yeah. and that makes sense to me yeah i tell you a bunch of shit and you promise me that you're not gonna try me yeah. I like guess it's, you gotta get it's that 1950 right like yeah. who, who would have thought yeah, yeah the whole back and forth with de niro will he testify will he not obviously it shows more of his character but we've had three hours of his character just end the fucking movie but i do like but the we... dynamic between the family though i was yeah. gonna say one of the best scenes comes after that which is when they basically bring Leonardo DiCaprio in yeah. after he's been in jail the entire time, and they sit him down with like every person involved. Yeah, I thought that scene was really, really well done. And they kind of explained to him that he's that Robert Niro's character is going to spend his life in jail. He's going to die yeah. in jail. Uh, and that was the first time where I was like, ah, oh, maybe this guy is an idiot. Yeah, because he's just very easy, easily manipulated. And like, of course, he's gonna spend his like that. That thought didn't occur to you. Like, he's yeah. he's eighty years old. Of course, if you put him in jail now, I thought that was one of my favorite scenes in the movie yeah. too. Yeah, because I mean, they they give you some breadcrumbs, like especially when uh, he hires somebody to steal his car, and that just like, goes horribly wrong. Or <laughs> yeah. when when really <laughs> when they, he's in the jail, and then uh, they start bringing the people in, and it's like the prisoner was that the prisoner's uh, dilemma. Yeah, and uh, he's like. Can I talk to this guy? <laughs> yeah. Like my so, like yeah. they give you the breadcrumbs to tell you that this guy is not the sharpest mm-hmm. uh, around. Yeah. yeah, tool. He is a yeah. tool. Anything right. else to say about this besides Lily Gladstone's great? Anything? Amazing. I hope yeah. she's in more things. But she she was never. I saw that she was going to become a data engineer before she got this. Uh, this is something I saw on Twitter, so mm. I think it could be a lie. Oh, it's not, but, it's not Twitter. Yeah. yeah, she she was like ready to give up acting and was like, I'm gonna enroll in data engineering courses uh and then she uh, then martin scorsese like like picked her out yeah like i don't know if it was an audition thing i have no idea what else she's ever been in but i hope she's in more things yeah yeah strong contender for oscars this year she better get i can't imagine yeah like would that be best lead actress i guess yeah what would i don't think yeah it would be lead actress because supporting really wouldn't 
no i don't think that would be her but uh before we head into yeah i was gonna say just is there a better front runner for that award in your mind too early to tell there is a list of contenders uh for like movies right now that are up for the oscars but similar to barbie ain't on that list is it yeah barbie's best movie of the year am i right what about margot robbie for elite actress she's i imagine she'd be a contender barbie was good so before we hop into our final thoughts and ratings, since we did a double Scorsese episode, we're going to rank our top five Scorsese movies. I am also seated with two people who are not hardcore Scorsese fans, so this should be fun. Uh, for me, obviously, number one, uh, sorry, we start with number five, uh, Gangs of New York. Uh, number four, Taxi Driver. Number three, Raging Bull. Number two, The Departed. And number one, Goodfellas. I would have wanted to put Casino or Wolf of Wall Street on there, but it felt way too close to Goodfellas, so I wanted to have some diversity in there. That's fair. Uh, Pete, you want to go next? Sure. So at five, I had the... uh, Granted, I've only seen six of these movies, um, of his movies, but at five, I had The Aviator. um, Tied for three. Can I do that? You can do whatever you want. I would have Killers of the Flower Moon and Goodfellas. At two, I would have The Wolf of Wall Street, and at one, I would have The Departed. All right, so obviously, Killers of the Flower Moon is not on this list, and then Gangs of New York is not on this list. No, Irishman's not on this list. Therefore, at number five, we have Shutter Island. At number four... (laughs) Oh, good... Mm, The Departed. At number three, Goodfellas. Number two, Silence. (laughs) Number one, Wolf of Wall Street. What is Silence? Silence is about a priest who, from the like 1500s, uh, who goes into Japan um, as a missionary because one of his priest brothers, they say apostatized, means turns away from the Catholic faith. Okay. And he goes in there and um, watches people get brutally tortured. He gets brutally tortured. It's, it's an awesome movie. I will say on a quick side note, I've seen Silence. I think it is a masterpiece. It is not on my list. I've only seen it once. I will never watch it again, but it is a masterpiece. Wolf of Wall Street number one, though. Like, <laughs> it was my number two. <laughs> like, just know that I have silence at number two, what that movie's about, but I still put the Wolf of Wall Street right above it. Money money speaks, baby. <laughs> Gotta bump those numbers up. All right, so back to Killers of the Flower Moon. JP, you're up first. Oh, we gotta just rate that. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's a three. It's obviously a three. Uh, it's too long. It doesn't need to be this long. It's two movies put into one. The first half of the movie is a five. The second half, where I think is the second movie, is a two. Averages out. It's probably it's a seven, brings you to a three and a half. It doesn't get to go to four because it's too long. Lily Gladstone, you're amazing. You're a five. Everything else is dog shit. Three. Uh, Pete, you want to go next or I'll yeah. go? Uh, no, I'll go. L- Lily Gladstone, five. <laughs> uh, movie four. I like the movie. I like enjoyed it. I didn't think... I had no real negative things to say about it, except anything that maybe I said in the last hour. Um, but I, th- I would say four. Yeah, I... Nick's gonna fondle Scorsese's balls right now. Just watch. You gotta, you gotta let it marinate a little bit. You gotta do yeah. some foreplay and then really give it to him. Um, you have to say like, yeah, you know, this movie is a five, but it's so long that it becomes a four. And but we were in like really uncomfortable chairs, so maybe it felt it gave a different feeling to the movie than you might have if this you were in is, recliners. Yeah. And then <laughs> pumps it back up to a five because you're you're factoring in the seats. But then you say Lily Gladstone. <laughs> the chairs were yeah. uncomfortable. The movie couldn't have been bad. But it's but I do think it's a really good and enjoyable uh, gripping story. Where yeah, tell me I, more about what you want to say. <laughs> I do think it's very entertaining. I was entertained. I was left happy out of the theater, so I'm going to give it a 5 out of 5. Fuck you. <laughs> just, just go fuck Is that your know. barometer if you're entertained? It's a 5? Yeah. Because the thing is, Wolf of Wall Street, I don't think, is a 5 out of 5. However, it is so entertaining. Because the thing is, if you compare it to something like Goodfellas, it's not at the same level. It's and better. it seems yeah, like... It's a better. better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just objectively a better movie. Where's Eddie when you need him? Because uh, he would strongly disagree. He would put Hugo as one of uh, Martin Scorsese's oh, best movies. Him and like five other people that saw that yeah, movie, yeah. right? <laughs> I feel like I could give like White Chicks a five out of five. And I could give Goodfellas a five out of five. And it would mean the same thing to me. Your rating system? I agree with that. No, I get yeah. that. So what makes something a four? 
This I think, doesn't even have to be. I keep doing this. It doesn't even have to be recorded. Just out of curiosity, like what is the difference between a four and a, like I'm entertained by a four. Glass Onion was a four. Okay. Because uh, I thought Knives Out was significantly better, but there was nothing inherently wrong with Glass Onion. But I just felt like it was it was a little bit too comical and it didn't reach the heights of the first one. For, as I would put it, it's good but imperfect. Yeah. When I think of a five, I think of like I, this movie could not have been better given. Given all of the, given what the movie is, it could not have possibly been better. When I start going into world of like, you should have rewritten it or restructured, I think for me, structure is the big thing the more I watch things. So if I can think of a better way to structure it, sitting in the seat, and I, maybe I'm wrong about it, but if I think like, no, you probably just change a few things and I think it's better, we start heading to three territories. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. And speaking of long run times, we are at our, one of our longest recordings thus far, probably because this is a long movie, but JP, take us out. This has been an episode of Take 3 or 3. Thanks so much for watching. We want to thank Pete for being with us today and going over all these movies with us and giving us your takes. Uh, all the tangents were good. I love the tangents. Don't ever stop. Yeah, so thanks so much for that. Make sure you're following us at Take.303 on Instagram. Make sure you're leaving a rating and following on Spotify. Make sure you tell somebody outside there who may not know about our movie takes, especially all of Peter's friends who might be listening to this. Hope you made it to the end. Uh, Pete, you have anything to shout out where people can follow you? Uh... You don't have to follow me. Um, <laughs> I have a Twitter, Pete Fiorentino. But I'm just going to tweet about baseball's over. I'm not really going to tweet. Like, basketball's starting. Let's go Nets. Season starts tomorrow for the Nets. Do you tweet about Survivor at all? No, so this is actually a thing. Uh, if I will not follow Survivor, I will not tweet about Survivor. I will not. If you send me something that is about Survivor, I will not click on it. I will not look at it. I don't want my phone to know that I watch Survivor because that is my favorite thing to watch weekly. And if it got ruined for me, I'd be so upset. So I don't let my phone know that I like that. So make sure you're following us. Make sure you go follow Pete. And if you don't, we'll know. Um, And finally, check us out next time. Come check us out our next episode, which will be Five Night at Freddy's, the famed indie video game turned into a movie. If you manage to sit through the three and a half hour that could have been shorter, uh, Killers of the Flower Moon, who is your favorite actor or actress? Um, I would say, Nick, you can phrase a question that is not Lily Gladstone, but don't try to be biased. So tell us who you think is the best. And our question of the week is, what is your favorite Martin Scorsese film? Tell us why it's not Raging Bull, and tell us why it's The Wolf of Wall Street. Thanks, guys. Catch you next time. Bye-bye.